Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. This is Market View with me, Michelle Martin. Ryan Huang, you'll hear from shortly. Asia Pacific markets trading higher this morning following an overnight rise on Wall Street. Seoul is leading the way. The Kospi is up one and a quarter percent. Tokyo and Sydney are each up about half a percent. Ryan, good morning. How's Thursday looking? Good morning. One day close to the weekend. <laughs> Ever the optimist. Let's start this morning in Chinatown, down on Upper Cross Street, to be more specific, where a major property is up for sale. People's Park Centre is going on block. The owners of the mixed-use commercial and residential development have voted to proceed with the sale, and they've set a reserve price of $1.8 billion. This isn't the first time, though, that People's Park Centre is on the auction block. Ryan, how does this current attempt to sell compared with previous ones? Uh, latest price tag, $1.8 billion. That's higher than the previous attempt, which was $1.35 billion. So it looks like they are really quite confident of fetching a higher price, even though they didn't manage to get a successful attempt in the last round in 2019. So it is looking optimistic, I guess, with what's been happening in the backdrop. We've got Golden Mao recently also uh, getting sold for $700 million. So it looks like it's trying to be part of that on block in the sense, fever? In the sense. Yeah. You know, major exchange, MRT exchange, right at its doorstep. We'll see how this attempt goes. The auction, I believe, closes August 18th uh, this year. The bid to sell People's Park Centre follows the successful sale. You may remember back in May of Golden Mile Complex on Beach Road. We talked about it on this show as well. That was uh, won by a consortium led by Sino Land and Far mm. East Organisation. But if you take a look at the market today, Ryan, do you think this current attempt to sell People's Park Centre has a greater chance of success compared to the last failed one? I would say it does have a good chance. And if you look at People's Park Centre, if you've been there recently, it's you know, housing many Chinese handicraft shops. If you look into the directory for the building, you've got a lot of law firms there. So it's that type of profile. But around Chinatown, you've got a bit of uh, rejuvenation going on. I think that is what's going to make this attractive. It could be part of a bigger area effort to just make it more attractive. So the catch here is it is a big plot of land and it's going to cost quite a bit, $1.8 billion. Not a lot of people have that type of money. So it is likely to attract more of a type of consortium bid, which might require big um, type of players to come together to put something in the bidding hat. So it is going to be a tough one, but it could possibly get enough interest if they are keen on the future prospects of Chinatown being rejuvenated with the surrounding areas. Yeah, so touch a little bit about this rejuvenation of Chinatown. What needs to happen for that to become a reality? I think the roads really need to be widened. Yeah. Oh gosh, if you've been to that area, you might have noticed you know, works going on around the buildings, around the roads. You know, they There are already ongoing efforts to just make things more seamless when it comes to travel. So mm. that's, I think, going to be helpful when it comes to, for example, the gentrification of the surrounding areas. I think some shop houses already are going through a bit of a different type of profile change, like Mm. cafes, spas. You might have seen more of that around the area. Gyms. So it's already starting to change. So if we get a People's Park Centre on-block sale happening, it could then lend to a bigger refresh of new shops, new ideas, possibly an integrated 
development. And mm. that could then attract even more people to go to Chinatown. And that could be uh, seeing spillover effects to other areas and maybe even more um, building sales around People's Park Centre. Exciting times ahead for Chinatown. We'll be keeping a close eye on whether bidders step up to purchase and redevelop People's Park Complex and if that does indeed spark other on-block attempts, perhaps the nearby People's Park Complex. All right. Uh, you know, close to it, that is. Uh, from Chinatown, let's move to Wall Street, where the S&P 500 and NASDAQ book their third straight day of gains. Both indices finish up about one-third of a percent overnight following the release of the U.S. Federal Reserve's latest meeting minutes. Now, those notes appear to point to another large interest rate increase this month. Why is that? Can you give us some insight into what the Fed's thinking is? Yeah, so you've got pretty much minutes coming through from a meeting three weeks ago. I think you have to bear that in mind. A lot have, uh, has happened in the past three weeks, uh, but it does give a bit of a reading into the thinking that the Fed has when it comes to policy making. And right now, based on those minutes, it is showing that the Fed is thinking between 50 and 75 basis points when the next meeting comes around, which is next week. And it is also saying that it will be ready to do more if required. If inflation is high enough, it might push towards 75. But right now, the base case is, according to the minutes, 50. And I think this is what the market is trying to figure out. If the recent data around inflation is high enough for the Fed to just down back a bit on those aggressive rate hikes. Uh, Previously, we had 75. And going by the recent inflation numbers, some people are thinking, hey, it might be a case for the Fed to think about dialing back because it also is raising all the top recession fears, a hard landing. So right now, we've got the market thinking maybe the Fed may be taking a bit of a pause when it comes to the next round of policy settings. Now, while the Fed minutes appears to be quite hawkish, there are also signs that they could be already out of date. In the minutes, Jerome Powell and his fellow central bankers indicate that they're prepared to raise the Fed's key lending rate to restrictive levels that could significantly slow the US economy. But Powell has always said that the Fed will follow the data and that the latest data could indicate that sharply higher interest rates are no longer needed. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, based on the recent data, we've been seeing a lot of talk about a potential recession. In fact, the odds right now are now one in three. So that's just growing as the day and the days unfold in the coming quarters. So that's something investors will be watching out for very closely. If you look at mortgage rates, they have doubled since the start of the year. And that is a big part of the economy. And that higher interest rate is starting to cool down the housing market. And some businesses are also talking about seeing lower demand. Consumers are tightening their spending. Mm. So if you look at all the downgrades, in fact, Overnight, we had the IMF talking about downgrading their global growth forecast for a third time this year. So that's something that they will definitely take on board when it comes to policy settings. So it could be a sign they may be willing to be less aggressive in the next rate hike meeting. Speaking of falling prices, the price of oil has dropped for a second straight day. West Texas crude currently trading at 98 US dollars a barrel and Brent crude selling for a hundred dollars. Now we've been talking in the news lately about US dollar strength. It is trading at its highest level against the euro in some 20 years and appears headed towards parity. Right how might this affect corporate profits, particularly of U.S. companies that have businesses in Europe? 
Yeah, talking about the euro right now, like you mentioned, 20-year lows is now just under 1.02 versus a greenback. And it could get even worse if you go by the forecast from Nomura, which is saying it might drop below parity to as low as 98. So that's not good news for any business with exposure to Europe in the US because when you bring back those earnings into the US side, it is eroded in the sense that you see some currency losses. So anyone or any business with exposure to making money in Europe, for example, Booking Holdings has 79% of its sales coming through from Western Europe. Uh, Newmont, 73%. And Hexel Corporation, Euronet, Axis Capital, all of them at least 40%. Mm. Philip Morris has 39%. And some other names in the list include Align Technology and Manpower Group. So you have to bear in mind what is the implications of a weakening euro for um, these euro-exposed businesses. We encountered a similar trend here in Singapore when discussing the profits of local REITs with assets overseas. The strong Singapore dollar vis-a-vis our neighbours will negatively impact their earnings when they prepare their profit statements. Another currency that has been struggling of late is the Indian rupee. It slumped to a series of record lows in recent weeks. How is Delhi responding to the challenge? Yeah, like many other countries, um, some of them seeing more pressure on their local currencies. And the Indian Central Bank is trying to do more to stem the losses and the weakening of the rupee. It is, for example, doubling the borrowing limits for companies from overseas to $1.5 billion during a financial year. It's also temporarily removing any interest rate ceiling for banks to attract deposits from non-residents and also liberalizing rules for foreigners to invest in local currency bonds. So altogether, a bit of a package to stem the weakness in the in the rupee. All right, time for a game of up or down, Ryan. Are you ready? Uh, let's go. Let's start with one of our favorite meme stocks, GameStop. GameStop has announced a four-for-one stock split. Investors like that. GameStop shares up nearly 9% in after-hours action. So it's an up for me. What about you? It's an up for me. Um, it's on the... Stock split bandwagon. So investors <laughs> liking it and GameStop saying this is all part of providing flexibility for future corporate needs. Just making it more, I guess, easy to buy in terms of um, uh, accessibility when it comes to the share price. Yeah, it's up for me for now. Overall, GameStop shares are still down nearly 40% over the past year. Next on my list, the US food delivery company DoorDash. I'm going down for DoorDash and this is because it's rival. Grubhub has signed a partnership with Amazon. So that's not great news. Um, it's possibly going to be a, um, a tough one for it to swallow more competition. Yeah, good news for your rival, bad news for DoorDash. Uh, Amazon buying a stake in Grubhub. Uh, DoorDash's shares sank 7% overnight, by the way. Next up, the first IPO for Hong Kong this month, Tianqi Lithium. Ooh, it's looking good. So Tianqi Lithium is um, looking to offer its IPO in Hong Mm. Kong at the top price range, top of its price range. So that's indicating the type of demand and optimism and confidence it has in pulling off its IPO. And this is going to be Hong Kong's largest IPO this year. Looking exciting. Tianqi Lithium will now raise 1.7 billion US dollars with its secondary listing in Hong Kong, pricing at the top end of that marketed range there. Chinese chip makers, Ryan. I am going with up as well. So Mm -hmm. this is where we've got the US-China 
dispute and tensions group uh, playing out. And part of that has seen the U.S. trying to get companies to stop selling chips to China. For example, the latest is ASML in the Netherlands. So without that prospect of getting supplies from overseas, it looks like Chinese companies have to turn inwards. So that's going to put the spotlight on local Chinese chip makers. And that's why I think there is quite a strong interest right now in the stock price, or at least the buying of stocks in these chip makers. Yeah, the US pushing allies to stop selling semiconductor chips to a number of Chinese companies. And these moves definitely giving a boost to China's homegrown chip sector. Chinese semiconductor manufacturers PO Tech and King Semi surging at least 10% in trading. They did so in Shanghai yesterday. Netflix. Netflix is going to be an up for me. They are hmm. continuing to milk the franchise Stranger Things with a spin-off and a play. So I think there should be some demand for this. I'm going to go with down for Netflix and here's why. Barclays has cut its target price for the streaming media company and it thinks that Netflix subscriber losses are going to be larger than expected. All right, let's go with Apple. Apple is going to be an up for me. So they've come up with what's called lockdown mode so a new feature <laughs> to help you with your security fears so if you lose your phone Michelle you can activate lockdown mode and oh. if it's somewhere across the ocean or another part of the world uh-huh. you can just shut it down completely and no one can get access to your data your credit card details oh. whatever sensitive stuff you have on your phone I've lost my iPhone my Apple phone and I wish I had lockdown mode <laughs> what do you lose um, in I'm end? sorry my Apple watch uh. I was at the vet I had a lot going on and, um, you know, it just fell off my hand and I've never been able to track it. Well, it's out there like, somewhere. mode is for you. Yeah. I'm going to go with Up as well. Um, did you know that Apple has launched a new extreme sports watch, Ryan? Yes, um, that's looking very interesting. It's very uh, rugged looking and yeah. I think it should withstand quite a few knocks. Shatter resistant, got a larger battery. So athletes out there, you can work out for much longer. All right. Uh, COE premiums, Ryan. Whew. It's up for me. In fact, an all-time high. 1000 or $110,524 is the new record price in the open category. And this is, bear in mind, uh, in the past two rounds, we had it breaking above $100,000 for two times in a row. So it is just going up, reflecting how market expectations uh, are for the prices to continue going up with a projected decrease in supply. Yeah, unfortunately, COE premiums still going up. The premium for a car in the open category has hit a record high of more than $110,000. Let's turn to Singapore now. The Straits Times Index finished flat yesterday, 31.03 on the broader market. There were more stocks in the red, though, than in the green. How does it look this morning, Ryan? All right, let's check in with the Straits Times Index. And you've got it slightly underwater by 0.3%. So it's interesting to see how the STI has been pretty much bucking the trend in the region, which is actually in the green right now for most markets. And take a look at the STI 30 constituents, uh, pretty much split across the middle. At the bottom, you've got the banks, DBS down 0.9%, UOB lower by 0.8%. And we've got OCBC down 0.4%. So that is the picture for the bottom. At the top, you've got Capital Land Invest up 0.8%. Samcorp Industries is in the green by 0.7%. Some stocks worth watching could be Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding and it is now 
trading at 93 cents. It's in the headlines. Uh, we've got Yangjiang Shipbuilding winning a contract for four new ship orders, which will bring his new orders this year to $990 million. All right, thank you very much. She's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin, and you're listening to Market View right here on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.